Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are. Welcome into Sant Live. This is Sant Sports, and this is that being said, podcast with George and myself, Sammy Georgeur, episode four sixty one. Happy Thursday, happy football season. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur, and I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sant Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com/slash. Sant Sports. This episode is brought to you by MyBookie. Go visit MyBookie.ag today and you can get 100% uh, cash back on your first deposit. So you put in $100, they'll match it with another $100 right into your account, all the way up to $1,000. So go visit that. We'll mention them again one more time in the show before we give you our bets today and remind you to go bet safe with MyBookie. Sammy, can you tell the fine people at home what this is? This is Sports Radio Redefined. And my bookie is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, just if, if you guys, just in case, you never know. Uh, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code SANT, S-O-N-T. Um, if you guys are listening on the podcast, welcome in a little later, probably listening right before uh, NFL starting. We're recording this on... Uh, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific time. If you're listening on the podcast, too, you can always watch us live 10 a.m. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Sunday nights after football is our new thing. George, could you pull up graphic one for me? Yeah, absolutely. Number one and number two. We're going to get right into things today, pretty much. Um, what we got today is we're going to just talk those holdouts for a couple minutes. Uh, Earl Thomas, who did come back for the Seahawks, and a little bit of uh, Le'Veon Bell. And then me and George have, we did this last year. We uh, There's a playoff predictor, the NFL playoff predictor. You can Google it. It's actually pretty cool where you go week by week, pick every single game, and it'll like filter out the schedule for you or filter out the standings, who would make the playoffs with what games you picked, and then you pick the playoffs. So obviously it's a long shot to decide from now. It's kind of a... And it's one of those things where we're picking game by game. So sometimes a team you thought would make the playoffs, it didn't necessarily exactly. like fit into what you clicked. But it's a fun way to do it. And obviously there's injuries and, and shit goes down. But it's something we did last year that was pretty fun. So we'll get into that right after we talk about these holdouts. Yeah, and I just want to point out, last year, guys, I got lucky as hell. And I had the Eagles and the Rams in the playoffs. This year, I expected – I had a lot more trouble this year. Like, with – Finding that team that, especially in the NFC, that sleeper team, they'll come out of nowhere. I had a lot of trouble with that. See, I know 
you did. You have a couple teams that not out of nowhere, but didn't make the playoffs. Either. I don't think they're like. I don't know if you could. Well, I, I guess would consider like, them sleepers. Like last year, the Eagles were sleepers, but kind of not yeah. that big. A lot of people were talking about them being the next team. Like this year, everyone's talking about the Bears possibly being next right. team. So a lot of people say Bears make the playoffs sleeper, but it's like if they do make it. I did hear about it a lot. It wasn't like an out of nowhere yeah, exactly. type of deal. But for me. Whether you consider them sleepers, I have two organizations that have won Super Bowl in the last 10 years, making the playoffs yeah. newly. And for me, that's uh, – I'm pretty sure I think your playoff teams, they were all teams that were in the playoffs last year, which and is the, very well, rare. And then the NFC. Yeah, which is extremely rare. Which means I'm going to get a couple of them wrong. Yeah, like, so I had tried to pick sucks. two new teams. It was really hard because we obviously have the NFC South that has three potential playoff teams. If Maybe four if Jameis Winston was in all year. You have uh, – I think the NFC West is a little harder than people think. The NFC North is obviously pretty stacked with quarterbacks and and just good overall up and coming teams. Um, it's a it's pretty insane. And uh, the NFC East also. I mean, you have four teams that you could tell me why you think they're going to make the playoffs because they have a quarterback or a good running back or a good defense or overall good talent. So it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's, I can't even wait. But let's get let's get to the subject we wanted to open up with today. And Can we talk Earl first? Oh, you want to talk Earl first? Yeah, because okay. he showed up. It's a little easier conversation. It's probably a little quicker. Okay, go, um, go ahead. What's your and, thoughts? <laughs> and we're from Seattle, so that's a good point. I was just wanted. To, my thoughts are: I'm really happy he showed up. I'm thinking that he might know that he wasn't getting a contract, so he's like, "I'm not going to risk anything during training camp. And I'm going to show up at least at this point." My, my thing is, the Seahawks obviously have some kind of plan. If it was as bad as the Cleo Max situation, where they thought they'd never re-sign him. They would trade him for a second round pick to Dallas, like right. what they got offered. I I mean it's interesting because a team that values the Seahawks value assets and a second round pick is an asset in a, a way, big one, a big asset. But you know, um, it's hard to tell what exactly they were thinking because one thing you don't want also is an unhappy player in the locker room, and that can you know be a little bit of a cancerous situation. But this locker room seems to be pretty strong, Earl Thomas. Honestly, last year, I, I my issue, the problem was Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas obviously didn't really seem to like each other last year, just through the media and through things like that. And when they were, you know, both talking and one of them said, oh, don't put my name in your mouth. I, you remember that situation? I think it was like week 13 or 14 into the season. And now you hold out and you come back in. I just wonder, with Earl being a vocal guy, Bobby Wagner is not that vocal of a guy, but he's the best player on the defense. Not vocal to the media. To the media, yes. I wonder, you know, what what kind of uh, what kind of relationship that Seahawks defense is gonna have, and what, frankly, we've seen teams that Pete Carroll coached in the past, whether it was in New England, the New York Jets, or the USC Trojans. When it goes bad, it goes bad quick. Different situation in college, I think personally. I think it's a completely different situation in college because you're filtering talent a lot faster, mm-hmm. and it's about is somebody going to pick to sign with you? It's about uh, who went to the NFL, who didn't. I think it's way different in college. And actually, I don't, I don't think he has that bad of a track record. Things going bad. I think the college thing is one example, just because of recruiting stuff. I don't know if it's necessarily. You, I want to pinpoint it on the fact that it was something more than allegations and stuff like that. That he knew the allegations were coming, he got out pretty much, right? And that's when things were going bad. He's one of the only college coaches to be as dominant as he ever was. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to 
put that on him. And I know a lot of people do. That's not just a you thing. But right, I, right. for me, I, I mean, what? How many how many coaches in college football have been as dominant as him? Number one, number two. How many coaches in history have ever won a, a Super Bowl and an NCAA championship? Three, right? Yeah, yeah, just a handful. I think it's three. Yeah, it might be two or three. And that's whatever else you could say about him. I'm just gonna say like, okay, that's a small small mark on his resume because right. everything else is pretty much stacked up to say he's an extremely highly talented coach and he's actually very good at managing people because to manage USC at that time with the Reggie Bush era and the Matt Leinart era when it was like the big thing in Hollywood at that time that's really hard to do and then Seattle became one of the most vocal teams in the NFL it's hard to do regardless when you win Super Bowls and when you lose a Super Bowl the way they did it's hard to manage that my thing is Earl Thomas I think is obviously a great addition to this team and to the locker room because just going off of listening to what players are saying now that he's back, uh, just interview-wise, I mean, Bobby Wagner today, I saw like an interview with the VMAC talking about, I'm so glad our vocal leader's back. And, and Doug Baldwin on the offensive end saying, the smartest guy on the team is back. Like, this is so exciting for all of us. And for me, as, as much as the Seahawks are a vocal team, and Earl Thomas is a little bit of a vocal guy, he's vocal, it seems like, in a different way than what we've had in the past. Like. Right. We've had the Richard Shermans, the Michael Bennett's, the vocal guys that are like not just vocal about football. It's like, let me talk about everything and kind of be a distraction. I feel like with Earl Thomas, most of the time what I hear is about football related stuff. Um, Bobby Wagner has never talked about the politics side of stuff and everything. And so I feel like they've the reason that they were fine with Sherman being gone. They're fine with Michael Bennett being gone is because I think there may be a distraction in a different way. While Earl Thomas now is here as a guy that's, you know, he might be distracting football wise sometimes, but when it comes to like business, he's here 150%, one of yeah. the hardest workers, and they can deal with the, him not being overly vocal about politics and all this stuff. And I think that's why they got, they were fine with Ben and Sherman gone. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I just, I have to, I, last year, I, you know, I saw some things from him that make me question his commitment to the Seattle Seahawks, like when he went to the, Dallas Cowboys coach after a game said, come get me. He's been pretty vocal about wanting, if you don't pay, want to pay me, get rid of me. They decide not to get rid of him, and he's not happy. That's so, almost every player in the NFL, though. Right, has any other, have you ever seen any other player after a game go no, to no, the No, no, I'm talking about coach? the pay me stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. We'll transition to Le'Veon Bell. Those things concern me. We'll find out pretty quickly if they are a distraction or not. Yeah. I think on field, it's not going to make any difference. But I, I agree with you that in the locker room, it definitely could be something that you never know. Like, right. dude, why do you keep talking about Seahawks disrespecting you? You're on this team. Right. But on the field, I, I think it's clear. We saw this last year, too. It's not going to affect his play or the Seahawks play on and, the field because they're on And the frankly, I mean, whether it affects it a little bit, having Earl Thomas back there. Is better than not having Earl Thomas back at the safety position. Yeah, he's yeah. like still the <laughs> so, second or third so, best safety in the NFL. Yeah. So it's like, so, uh, it, it, so whether or not he's a distraction, and even if it affects him on the field two percent or ten percent, he is infinitely better than our backup safety. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Um, let's get to Bell. Yeah, that's the pay me type of shit. Yeah. They, all right. So I was telling Sammy before the show, and we said we're gonna have it sometimes on the show. You, you try to have a point of view. I see both sides completely. I understand Le'Veon Bell wanting to get paid because the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, you know, we talked about this, Sammy. They refuse to give anyone more than one year guaranteed on their contract other than the quarterback. However, 
Le'Veon Bell is leaving a lot of money on the table. I think he loses eight hundred thousand dollars per game miss or some. Uh, He's already missed eight hundred for not showing, showing up by Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So this guy is going to be losing a lot of money for the hope that he gets a long-term contract somewhere. All I know is he's one of the most talented running backs in the league. I understand he wants to get paid, but I also understand the Pittsburgh Steelers saying, you know what, he's a running back. We think we have a really good running back in the back. And as the offensive line, and as Ben Roethlisberger kind of pointed out, one of the offensive linemen yesterday said, we do it for him. And Ben Roethlisberger called the offensive line the most important part of a team. And another veteran that they didn't want to put their name and say, he fucked us. Who said that? Did you say anonymous? It's a he. I've heard this on the radio, and I was trying to understand what the hell they were saying because they couldn't yeah. swear. They're yeah. like, he bleeped us, and I was like, he what? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Or I was like, what? Like, he screwed us. Like, can yeah. you not say that? But it says one anonymous veteran told ESPN as he walked out of locker room on Wednesday, he fucked us. Yeah. So here's which a, he did, which he did. So <laughs> Who's the best team in football, maybe if he showed up. Maybe because <laughs> if you really look at it, they have one of the top a top six, five or six quarterback. A top, top two, or I, I think maybe top three undisputedly. Quarterback? Uh, no, receiver. Because that's where you're going. I next, think right? he, I was going to say some people argue top three receiver. Top two, I argue actually. he is the number one receiver in the NFL and maybe the best receiver I've seen since Jerry Rice. And Le'Veon Bell is easily a top three running back. I mean, Elliott, Gurley, Bell. But I, I am almost maybe even the top because he's a back good catcher. Again, <laughs> once again, I I consider him the best. He said, and Juju oh, Smith-Schuster and a good defense. They have everything ready to pop. Yeah, he fucked them. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't think he comes back this year. I don't think he plays a game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. These quotes, do you think this offensive line really wants to go out with this guy? Do you think he would show up? One of the things is he might just hold out till week 10. Do you really think he can show up back in that locker room with his health? And not be a distraction or get in a fight <laughs> and by week 10? I don't think he plays this year. Oh, he has to if he wants to be a free agent. So that's I know, it, I know. But they, by they, week they eleven, it. he has to sign his fourteen million franchise tag, or he cannot even become a free agent. So he's gonna have to sign it at some point. Or, or if he or doesn't be become a sign a and free, trade. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Or a sign and trade next year. Maybe he sits out a year, and he makes a point. Maybe he's the first player to sit out a year in a long time. I don't know. I mean, I remember you were too young to remember this, Sammy, 1998, and he did actually end up coming back. Seattle Seahawks were a fringe playoff team and Joey Galloway held out till week 11. Why? For the same issues as we have here. There was no franchise tag. He was on the final year of his deal. He wanted an extension. He was a distraction the whole year. He finally showed up week week 11. And then I don't know what the media was saying. I was too young. But if there were quotes that he's fucking us, we do it for him and stuff like that. I don't know if he would have been accepted into the locker. He might Le'Veon Bell might not even be if he waits till week ten. Ex- accepted in the locker room with open arms. Yeah, uh, I mean, even I mean Marcus Pounds. He had a lot of shit to say yesterday. Yes. One of the things he said too is, if you don't want to be here, it is what it is. Hold out ten weeks then. Like they literally, uh, they're almost at the point where they don't think they care. And you know what? Um, they have a backup running back in James Conner, right? Mm-hmm. Who obviously is one of the best stories ever. He right. fought cancer at Pitt, came back from cancer, was kind of a undervalued mm-hmm. running back coming out of the draft, and looks pretty good. At, looked pretty good in, in training camp and in his like small roles. You know what? Maybe a, uh, maybe a team like the Steelers that have all these guys speaking out would rather have a fucking guy with that story, with that passion, and, and James Conner. Think, think about the fan base. Yeah. 
Where, where did you say he went to school? Pitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They all they love him, and so maybe the Steelers are like we have this guy for nine hundred thousand a year, mm-hmm. and you want us to sign you to what twenty million a year? Your franchise tax fourteen. First of all, get your ass on the field. Like for me, everyone's gonna say, but player empowerment. This they don't pay him what they're worth. Actually, they do pay them what they're worth, and I, I've heard this on a couple podcasts recently. Where uh, if you break it down correctly, right, the most valuable players are paid actually more than NBA players, right? When right. Aaron Rodgers signs a hundred and something million dollar deal for 16 weeks of work, he's actually getting valued almost double than what a Steph Curry or LeBron James is getting paid on I a mean, yearly basis. I mean, way more than that. Like, if you want to say what, Kurt, I mean, 16, 32, 32, so it's more than four times more games in the NBA. Less. In the NBA. Yeah. In the NBA, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, by per game basis, per week basis, you're getting paid a lot more to play football. Yes, in half a year, you're getting paid almost two to three times more than these NBA top players. Mm-hmm. But guess what? And I'm sorry, this is how it works. If you're not a quarterback, you're not the most valuable player on the team, you might not get paid like the most valuable player on the team. Oh, that's like, huh? like, I'm sorry. Odell signed $16 million a year, right? I thought that was a good contract for him, but he's not going to get... Aaron Rodgers money. He might get a little less than Aaron Rodgers because he's a little less valuable, valuable than Aaron Rodgers. And he and he handled it differently. Look at look at Odell showed up, and I said that from the, I said that was the most mature thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, if if Le'Veon Bell showed up, maybe his teammates would be vouching for him in the media about getting a new contract. Maybe the team would be like, "Oh man, this guy's really dedicated to football." This is the same guy who got who got caught on the way to a game, high, high smoking <laughs> weed in a car. I mean, I look, you smoke weed. If you smoke weed. That's fine. But, you know, if you get caught on the way to work <laughs> smoking weed, that's a little different than smoking weed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we're talking about the difference. Everyone knows there's a big difference. No, no, I mean, I like, because this is not a thing about weed or not weed. First of all, you're not allowed to smoke weed in the NFL. That's so it has true. nothing to do with whether you're pro or con weed. Who cares if you're pro or con weed? The fact of the matter is. You're not allowed to smoke in the NFL, first of all. Right. That's, that gets you suspended in positions like Josh Gordon. You're smoking on the way to a game. That's exactly. the, like, this is like me saying I have one of the biggest, 10 of the biggest meetings of my life this week. And on one of them, I was driving on the way there high. And it, in my company, it has nothing to do with marijuana or like alcohol. Like, okay, if you work for like a marijuana business, like a CBD business, get it. Cool. You can be high at your meeting. Well, but well, like, maybe it should be better. What? Maybe it's better to be high. Yeah, like, high. cool. That, that's great. You could talk about your passion, why you're high. That's great. But you're playing an NFL game. You're doing a physical activity, and this is like one of, you have a 16-week period of the most important days of your year, and you driving high. This guy might not have as much of a commitment as we think he does. Right, exactly. All right. It's already 1035, so let's talk <laughs> yeah. about our, what's it called, AFC-NFC predictions. Sounds great, my man. All right, where, where do you want to start? You're, you want to start going through the AFC or NFC first? I say NFC since they're playing tonight. Let's do it. All right, yeah. NFC predictions. Now, Sammy, I was pretty, pretty conservative here on my NFC predictions. So I'm just going to go through them um, just division by division. I don't know if you printed them out. That way I can kind of figure out. So in the NFC West, uh, I got one playoff team. Let's start with the NFC West, and we'll work our way out to the east. In NFC West, I got one playoff team, and that's the um, the the I was about to say St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I have them going thirteen and three, and uh, just a little precedent for you, everyone here. A lot of my playoff predictions that I'm going to be giving right now, I don't. I'm not worried about the record too much. I was just trying to get my. I'm trying to get my playoff teams right. Sammy thinks of it in a little different way. 
uh, than just getting his playoff teams right. But that's kind of my goal here is to get the right playoff teams, not the right record. Um, I got two teams in the NFC West really good this year. I have the Rams at 13-3. and I got the 49ers at 10-6. and But I think you're going to need 11 wins to make the playoffs in the NFC. I think the NFC is stacked. So I have the 49ers and the Giants. I'll tell you that later. Who else I have missing it? Missing the playoffs at 10-6. and But that's two good teams in the NFC. I have the Seahawks at 6-10 and and the Cardinals at 3-13 and with a young quarterback. Uh, that's absolutely ridiculous. The 49ers at 10 and six. In my eyes, that's the most ridiculous. They have they right, lost their starting running back. Um, they're inexperienced. They're a team that's still rebuilding. I mean, that, that's where I think a lot of people are not understanding about this 49ers team. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's played five, four games for them, and they're still a team that's in complete rebuild mode. They're not a team that's in uh, win now mode. Well, I mean, when Vegas has it over under set at nine and a half wins, I wouldn't really call it ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't matter what they have; they're over or under. I mean, like you, it's okay. You don't have to defend yourself here. I'm just saying, <laughs> I find it ridiculous. I think the Browns win six games. You're gonna say that's ridiculous. They have it at five and a half. I'm not gonna have to defend myself. That's my opinion. It's ridiculous to have them at ten and six. I just think there are. Two teams that are better than them in this division. And there might be a third team that's better than them if Sam Bradford were to stay healthy, which is a giant if. Because if you look at the the Cardinals, with Larry Fitzgerald, maybe a top 10 receiver. David Johnson, probably a top five running back. And Sam Bradford, if he was to stay healthy. This is a if of extreme magnitudes. That team might be better than the 49ers. But realistically speaking, Sam Bradford's going to get hurt. So I have... I have them both falling at seven and nine because Josh Rosen is probably going to take over after week three or four or five, depend or maybe two. Because Sam, Bra- it depends when Sam Bradford lands wrong. Josh Rosen will be the quarterback. They're going to have some rough days. I have both them at seven and nine. Um, I had the Seahawks falling at eleven and five, which realistically I think they're going to be about a ten and six team. But I do these pickings with like depending on the matchup every week and just picked it, not like trying to fit it into my. Uh, my predictions Absolutely. with the Rams at 12-4. and four. Um, And I had barely had the Rams losing any games. I feel like I, I was a little hard on the Rams, and they're still 12-4. and four. So, Yeah, I'm 13-3. and three. I said we both think the Rams are going to be one of the best teams in football. Yeah. So I got two teams coming out of the playoffs in that division. But like you said, like when I say Seahawks 11-5 and five making the playoffs, I have one two three four five eleven and five teams and two ten and six teams so I, there's an eleven and five and two ten and six teams to not make the playoffs on my schedule so when i have the seahawks at eleven and five like one difference of a game could have dropped them down to the ninth seed. yeah the <laughs> nfc is absolutely stacked yeah it's well yeah crazy. so um let's, let's head up let's head up north up north. Our, our NFC North. I think the NFC North is going to be really, really good this year. Um, I have the Bears taking a huge step up. And, you know, I have them 7 and 9, but hovering around that 500 mark. I think the Lions, I do not like the Matt Patricia signing. I'm going to get into that more later. But I have them being a disaster at 3 and 13. But I got the, the Vikings winning the division at 12 and 4, and the Packers getting the wild card at 12 and 4. Two teams out of the. NFC North. Um, I think. Look, I've try. I've been trying to downgrade the Vikings as much as possible throughout this off season. But they've their defense is really good. They're well coached. They upgraded the quarterback position. Their schedule for being a first place schedule is actually actually pretty manageable. 
So I couldn't find a way. I don't like them as much as I did last year. They went 13-3. and three, So, yeah, I think they're going to take a step back. But they're still, I think, the division winner. And I have the Packers making it out of a wild card. Uh I got Packers at the one seed at 12 and four. I mean, the same record as the Rams, but the one seed. And the reason for that, uh, something that I didn't really know about them that I, I was looking up their defense on uh, Pro Football Focus, I call it, yeah, Pro PPF. Um, their run defense is ranked as the number one on Pro yeah, Football Focus. Yeah, I know. Focus. So, from there, and there's one statistic that I've always lived on with Aaron Rodgers is he's had a top 10 defense once in his entire career, mm -hmm. the year he won a Super Bowl. So, even if they have a the 20th pass defense in football and they have the number one run defense, they're going to be edging close to a top 10 defense. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, one Super Bowl, one top 10 defense, same year. So if this defense does stay somewhere between a top 10 to 12, I think they'll definitely be an 11 and four team um, and make it in the playoffs. I actually have the bears and the Lions being pretty bad. That's why they're both mm -hmm. at 12 and four for me. Bears was more of a scheduling thing. I actually do think the Bears are going to be very like, improved. Like, like a uh, frisky team. Very frisky. Like, uh, what's a good example? Like the New York Jets. The Jets, the last couple of years, mm -hmm. while they've been bad, they've been in a lot of games. Josh McCown was in games. I think Todd Balls was a great coach. Mm -hmm. I just think in this division, it's going to be really tough with them facing. I, I think they're going to lose both times to Packers and Vikings. That's already four losses right, right. there. And they, I think they lose it week two to Seattle because I think that was the best time of the year for Seattle to go to Chicago on a Monday night game is before the winter. And Russell Wilson, Mr. Trubisky is only going to be in game two. I take the Seahawks week two, and that's where that's already five losses. But other than that, if you take away those five losses, I'm talking about a four and seven team, which is pretty frisky the Absolutely. whole year, right? If a couple of those go differently, I have them at six and ten. Um but Vikings at 11 and 5 in the playoffs also. And one thing what you said about the Vikings. You said they upgraded at quarterback, right? Right. They've upgraded again at running back. Dalvin Cook came back. Yep. They re-signed Diggs. They have Thielen. And they've added pieces to their defense uh, for in free agency. Right. After already being the best defense in football probably. The so One thing, though, I do want to you know give caution to for the Vikings. was Last year they were... What, probably one of the most fortunate teams injury-wise uh, on the defensive side of a ball. I don't think they had one major injury. You can't really project injuries that much. But, I mean, it's really hard to go completely healthy the whole season, two years in a row. But we'll see. Yeah. But I think we've talked about this before how I feel about that. It's like, But that'd be like every team I look at, I obviously have to worry about their health. You have to worry their about their health. Yeah. But it's like... When, I, when we're going to be predicting games, I can't. I'm not going to. I can't base my predictions based off of like you just did when with they, the Cardinals when they get hurt. That's that's <laughs> an actual fact. Well, it's not a fact. Sam Bradford. I mean, that's all. The only thing I said is Sam Bradford. I didn't say the team. You said the team stayed healthy. Well, you're like, well, Bradford's going to get hurt. Yeah, but then Josh Rosen's better than Bradford. In like, I know. I, in four or five weeks, I still have him at seven and nine. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, I mean, Sam Bradford. The Sammy will not, refuses to talk Sam. about injuries unless it's Sam Bradford. Yeah, well, that's uh, I mean, you can't no, you can't like say I'm going to base every team off of well, they were healthy one year, so now yep. they're going to lose. But I think everybody is kind of in agreement that Sam Bradford's most likely going to get hurt this I year. I agree with at that at some too. point. Um, it's funny. I was listening to Colin Cowherd yesterday, and he was saying something about the Cardinals. He's like, you know, they're not as bad as people think, but you know, Josh Rosen will be starting Week Four because Sam Bradford will fall and da da da. And I was like. That's my point. Like, can't well, base watch your Brad, seasons. Watch Bradford be healthy the whole season this year. I mean, if I, he is, they're going to be like 10 and 6, I think. Mm -hmm. They were very good. They went 8 and 8 last year. I know. They were good. <laughs> and they had David Johnson hurt most of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, 
15 out of the 16 weeks right. <laughs> not even most like the whole year yeah. pretty much um but yeah i uh vikings 11 and 5 packers 12 and 4 and then i got 4 and 12 lions and bears i agree with matt patricia and i actually think the lions will not be even as good as the bears but i have my 4 and 12 just based off whatever the scheduling just probably didn't work out the way i thought the, the way that it could have for them absolutely all right uh let's head um do you want to head south um yes all right. Okay, let's do this. Let's head south. Let's head south. You see the, a very odd parking job on our cameras here. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so just kind of uh, the NFC. Um, all right, this division is just loaded. Um, do you I only have first? one playoff team out of this division. I got two, and I have teams that, that like. I'm just. I'll go ahead. I guess start. I have the uh, Falcons winning the division at 12 and four. I think they're going to be vastly improved. I love what I see out of the Falcons in general. I think they're just. A good team. I actually think they win tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. I have the um, Panthers going eleven and five and getting the final wilds card. I have the Saints at nine and seven, somehow missing the playoffs at nine and seven. And I have the Buccaneers being a frisky team under five hundred at seven and nine. I got playoff team Falcons eleven and five winning the division. Panthers, the seventh seed, missing the playoffs at eleven and five. Wow. Which makes no sense. And the Saints missing the playoffs as the ninth seed at ten and six. So <laughs> like we basically agree with each other. Everyone's really damn good. Yeah, and it's all based off of like let's say one game where I had the Falcons yeah. winning um, at home against New Orleans. Maybe New Orleans beats them. And, and then flip flops the whole playoffs. And then yeah, New Orleans all of a sudden is the four seed. While the Falcons are the ninth seed. Yeah, I mean last year, you know game. they had three. They had three playoff teams from that division last yeah. year. So the three I, we're talking about, obviously. Yeah, but no, no, it's like it's really um, they're very. It's a very good division, and I think literally, like you said, one game can flip flop that whole entire division. So, I mean, I wouldn't. The, the Saints can go a twelve and four. The Falcons can go twelve and four. They can all go eleven and five. They can all go ten and six. It's just a great division. So I really don't know. One game can change all of it. So this is the division I had the hardest with, amount of time with. So same, but then I have the Bucks to the worst team in football this year, three and twelve. I think Dirk Cutter gets fired this year. I think Jameis Winston uh, is out. Obviously, I don't think he's out the first three games, mm-hmm. which is going to be loss, loss, loss. Saints, Eagles, Steelers. Right. Um, and then they have to go face the Bears, which is Bears are going to be four weeks in of Mitchell Trubisky, Khalil Mack, and you know, obviously getting a little better. They got the Falcons. They have Bengals, Panthers, Redskins, Giants, Niners, Panthers, Saints, Ravens. Such a tough Le- game. Ravens, Cowboys, Falcons. The easy, the only game that I even saw, I, I probably gave them a couple home games. The only like j- games that there's a team that they might be better than is maybe the Browns and maybe the Redskins. Yeah, but see, the thing is, Sammy, I, the only problem I have with them being the worst team in football is when – Jameis Winston comes back. I believe he's too talented of a quarterback to lead a team to be the worst team in football. Yes, and I, I think in the NFC though, it's it's. I mean, it's one of those things where Matt Stafford's a pretty damn good quarterback. I know he's gonna go four and twelve maybe this year. <laughs> Alex Smith. What do you have the Redskins at? Yeah, but that's a mistake. I didn't realize it until now. What I have the Redskins? But you, at. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. what team in the NFC doesn't have their quarterback? Maybe. Let's say maybe the Cardinals right now, but they know who the future is after that. There is not one team in the NFC outside of... The Cardinals and the Eagles who are messing with like an injury and, and uh, right. an but event. I mean, no, there's no team in there's the no NFC. Team. There's no team in the NFC that doesn't know who their quarterback is. So, 
That's where it's like in three years. Like the Saints don't know who their quarterback is in three years. Yeah, but right now, but right now they know who their quarterback. So is. that's where you're saying he's too talented. But I'm like, I get it. But there's no, there's no Broncos, Bills, like Jets right now who they have their quarterback. But like it says he's a rookie, yeah. or the Bengals, or the Browns. There's no that's, team like that. No, in, you're right. That's, in the pretty, NFC. that's pretty crazy. It is. All right. Um, um, what's the last division? NFC East. Before um, I get there, let me just say a couple of things. Yep. Um, Gabe said, "All I want is my Jets to try sneak into the playoffs," which. They won't this year, but I got some interesting things about them. Saints ain't going to be no joke this season. Uh, Nasser says, good morning, guys. Good what morning. is up? Gabe says, I think they upset Pittsburgh this Sunday. I think he's talking about the Browns. When we were talking about the Browns, there's a... Uh, I don't think they do, but I think they keep the game close. I actually like the spread on that game. There's a lot of drama right now, too, and yeah. in Cleveland. And Cleveland's kind of, you know, there's big... I don't know. I feel like they're a little bit of a talk of the town this year. You never know. Maybe they play really well and, and get a big win. And uh, Darian says, what's going on, guys? They have a tough schedule. I think we were talking about the Bucks. Yeah, they yep. they don't have one game that's easy. Like, even the Cleveland game, it, it's on the road. No, no, <laughs> yeah, they have a tough schedule. And then on Periscope, uh, we got four, four. It's not even four loco. It's four, four loco. I like it says, that. and you're high. Vikings offense is nasty. If Cook was healthy, he would have won rookie of the year. He probably could have. It's the best division in the NFL. And... Teddy is. I don't know what he means by Teddy is, but and another Teddy is. Someone gives a thumbs up. So yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater's is a good. Court. Where is he now? Jacksonville. No, Saints. Saints. You said they don't know their quarterback in three years. Oh yeah, you're right. He's only 25 too. I forget that Teddy Bridgewater is only 25. There was other things here. He said Dirty Birds by two touchdowns. I kind of agree with him. Uh, Bell relies Wait, on a line heavy. Both, they're both birds, the Falcons, right? I think dirty birds are Falcons. Yeah, I think Falcons win tonight. He said Bell relies on the O line heavy. He's not worth it. Um, uh, he said thirteen three. I need some of that smoke. Forty ers will win eight. Cards can make some noise. Yeah. So actually, I kind of agree with a lot of you just said. I have, I have the Niners at seven. You say eight, and uh, I also have. Uh, the Cardinals are seven and nine, but if they're healthy, they could make some noise. Is what I said. Yeah, so, absolutely. Kind of agree. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, four four loco. Four four loco. I'm gonna call him Fofo from now. Four four loco. All right, let's get to the NFC East. Yeah, um, I'm gonna let you start on the NFC East because you have some interesting stuff here. I got one team in the playoffs. Yep. Which is the New York Football Giants at 11 and five. The New York Giants. Eli Manning is a way better quarterback when they have Odell Beckham. Right. They have a top two or three receiver, and they might have a top five running back as a rookie this year. O-line, they've, they picked up, uh, how do you say it, Sold, Solder? Nate Solder. Nate Solder from the from the. Uh, you know, Patriots. at some point, I'm going to forget how to say his name because of you. I say Soldier sometimes. Yeah, Nate I Solder know. from the Patriots. So their O-line's improved from a horrible O-line. Eli Manning's going to be safer back there. He also has Odell. He has Saquon Barkley in the backfield now. And their defense has a lot of talent on it. Absolutely. This team is going to be really good in a division where there's going to be a lot of teams beating up on each other. So I have Giants at 11-5 and five in the playoffs. Eagles 10-6 and six missing the playoffs slightly. Um, Cowboys 8-8. Eight and eight. I just think Dak's not that good. And I think against some good defenses, he's going to struggle. And I, I just think he's slightly overrated. And uh, I got the Redskins at 6-10, and 10, which I don't necessarily agree with. It's just kind of how I pick my game-by-game um, -game weeks. I think they're also going to be somewhere in the 8-8 eight and eight range. Alex Smith, it's really hard to not win six, seven, or eight games with Alex Smith just yeah. because with the Redskins, who who won games with Kirk Cousins too. Like Alex Smith can get you seven, eight wins. He's not going to get you 10 unless it's a really good team, but 
it's hard to just you're not gonna lose that much with Alex Smith. You're, you're right. Uh, I have the Redskins going one in fifteen somehow, and I didn't realize that until we printed everything out. Well, the way I do it is I do my picks, and I don't like actually look at what they're uh, like. I, he's what he said. I pick, and then I check the standings after. for the week, and I'm yeah. like, okay, so I have Green Bay starting off seven and zero. Like they should lose soon. Yeah, I don't <laughs> do that. So I really don't believe that the Redskins go one in fifteen. So red, so like that's a mistake. But this is what I have: is the Eagles making the playoffs. As a division winner at eleven and five, and the Giants missing the playoffs at ten and six. So we both kind of agree here. Both teams are going to be pretty good football teams, uh, and once again, you know that can flip flop very, very easily with one game. Have the Cowboys being a very average team at eight and eight because you can't get more average than eight and eight. Um, I think Dak is good. The problem with the Cowboys is I want to talk about the Cowboys for a second because this is a team that interests me the most. They're America's team, and I, I they, they're really interesting to me. I like Dak. I like Jason Garrett. I like... I don't like Jason no, no. Garrett. No, no. I like them. I like. I don't love either one of them. And when I look at the Eagles, I love Carson Wentz. When I look at the Giants, I love their defense. I, there's nothing I love about the Cowboys. Their offensive line already has an injury. I like the Cowboys. I just don't love them, and that's why they're 8-8. Eight eight. Well, I mean, I love Ezekiel Elliott as a top five running back in the NFL. I, I do, too. Uh, I love ownership that would be willing to spend on players as much as humanly possible and that are pretty player-friendly. Um, I just think Dak is a guy that's more of a system quarterback than a guy that can take over a game. I and that's agree. honestly the only thing about the team. Uh, Jason Garrett, I don't think, is the greatest coach either, but I don't even think with a great coach they'd be at that much better right now anyways. Um, but when it, don't you think for a great coach instead of 8-8 eight and eight, to be Nine and seven, ten and six, and coach. Not in this division right now, no, because I think the Giants are way more talent, and uh, I think the Eagles have way more talent. All right, and better quarterback. You can't argue that. Yeah, so it's really it's one of those situations. It's like you keep you told me the Bucks, right? With that talent of a quarterback, how could they go three and thirteen? I'll tell you how their schedule, right? But like. Yeah, Jameis is actually very good, and I think if he didn't miss the first three games, they'd probably be more on my schedule, more of like a five and thirteen team. Yeah. But even Jameis, remember, he can't even be at the practice facilities these three weeks. Like it's going to be tough, even the first couple games back, getting back into the system. And you know they and they've already started saying weird shit, like he might not have his job back if if Fitzpatrick or who's a Fitzpatrick yeah, yeah, playing I, well. I think, I think there's more motivation, in my opinion, but we'll see. No, I get it, but if Fitzpatrick does play, if they go to these tough games and he wins three, two, and, oh yeah, or two and one, and he's like, they're like, we might run with him a couple right. more, I don't know, a couple more times. Yeah, yeah. maybe. We don't know. We'll find out, we'll though. Find out, yeah. uh, let's get to the AFC. Right. But really quick, actually, before we get to the AFC, do you want to give me a... Give me your list, one to six again. Who's yeah. in the playoffs? So I got the one seed, uh, Rams, the Eagles at the, uh, the Falcons at the two seed at twelve and four. Those are my two buys. Um, the NFC North winner, uh, Vikings at twelve and four. NFC East winners, Eagles, four seed at eleven and five. And then I got the Packers and the uh, and the Panthers as my wild cards. Okay, so I got one and two is Green Bay in the Rams at twelve and four. Giants three and five at the three seed. Falcons, sorry, eleven and five. Eleven and five at the four seed is the Falcons. Eleven and five at the five seed is the Seahawks. And eleven and five at the six seed is the Vikings. And a uh, bunch of eleven and five and ten and six teams not making it. All right. 
All right, let's get to the AFC. This one's a little AFC's a little easier because there's some divisions that I think are easy washes. Let's start off with the Patriots and the AFC East. Yeah, because right, I, I think that's the easy one. I got the Patriots going fourteen and two and winning the AFC East. Do you have anything to say? I don't. I have them fourteen and two winning the AFC East. Um, I actually think Dolphins and Bills. I have at four and twelve is the two worst teams at the bottom there, okay. along with the Jets at four and twelve at the bottom. Jets actually, I think, are gonna be really frisky, kind of like the Bucks or the Bears, where they Darnold's obviously. I think he's gonna lose four or five of his first games, and then yep. he's gonna get a little better. But That's how I feel it's a too. tough. He's gonna have some of a tough schedule. He's from California, USC, right? Once the weather gets bad in New York and some of these East Coast teams, it's going to be a transition year. And uh, Todd Bowles is a really good coach, though, so I still think they sneak out four wins. Yeah. That's it. Um, I, I got them going four and twelve for the Jets. I got the Dolphins at six and ten, and the Bills at three and thirteen. Just uh, bad division. Yeah, Patriots not a very good division. Uh, what do you want next? Um, let's work our way backwards this time. Let's go and AFC South. I uh, me and Sammy somehow agree on the AFC South completely. Why is that somehow? I feel because like most I feel like I've been made fun of this by by so many people on this show and by you so many times. Who do you have winning the division? The Colts. So do I. Yeah, because they're the best quarterback. I'm not. Make, I don't. Make, I don't make fun of Andrew Luck being a good quarterback. I make fun of he's going to win two Super Bowls because Peyton Manning with this organization barely mustered up one. I, and I, you keep <laughs> you, you going back to that. But I'm saying. Uh, give me one, I'll be happy. Okay, one, <laughs> even one. I think it's gonna be a very big reach. I mean, just hearing Andrew Luck even talk about it, saying like I was worried I was never gonna play again. I think this shoulder's worse than we think it is, and we've seen guys like Sam Bradford with shoulder problems. Anytime a big hit comes, it's a really big deal. Or even Aaron Rodgers, who's broken his collarbone twice now, right? Like these things. And Aaron Rodgers, a guy who's broken his collarbone twice. And has had trouble going back to the Super Bowl even, right? right? So I think it's going to be really tough for Andrew Luck. But with that being said, I have Andrew Luck in the Colts at 9-7. and seven. And the reason that he makes the playoffs at 9-7 and seven is winning the division because I have the Jags at 8-8 eight and eight because I really, really, really hope they don't make the playoffs. And I hope that they have no success because of keeping Blake Bortles at quarterback. Okay. When, when you have the opportunity to have the best defense in the NFL – one of the best running backs possibly, and you could pick up a free agent. You could go get a damn Teddy Bridgewater. You could have traded for a Garoppolo a year ago or two years ago. Forget a draft pick. Or with your first-round pick, take another quarterback and try someone. You can like Blake Bortles. I know Jackson fans will probably be like, oh, Blake Bortles, like he does the job for us. That's not what I need. You know who I respect? Uh, the Buffalo Bills. They made the playoffs last year. And even making the playoffs, they're like, you know what? Tyrod's not taking us to the promised land. Wasn't good enough. Right? Because Tyrod's not taking us to the promised land. Let's be bad and get a good quarterback. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I have the Jags. I think their defense is too good. Going I didn't to finish. Sorry. Can I finish? I oh. just gave you the Jackson Colts. I was okay. just ranting. Sorry. Uh, Texans at 8-8. Eight and eight. Deshaun Watson, I think, uh, is not going to be as magical to start. I think he's a future like MVP type quarterback. Let them build the offensive line first and get yeah. back to me. Worst offensive line football coming off a torn ACL. It's going to be tough, right? right. Um, That's how I feel. But they're going to be pretty good, I think. Eight and eight also. And then uh, Titans at five and 11. I just don't like Marcus Mariota. I think they got worse. I think firing your quarterback after a playoff year, or your, I'm sorry, your head coach. head coach, is never a good sign that shows that you even think you're mm-hmm. not as good as you should be. And I think they're, 
I think they believe they're a lot better than they actually are. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I got the Colts going eleven and five. Uh, I don't think they might go eleven and five. It's kind of funny, like it's a tiny reach, right? It's, it's tiny, like my Seahawks reach. going eleven and five. Yeah, exactly. But I think they make the playoffs. The Jags at ten and six, being the last team out of a playoffs. The Texans at nine and seven. Look, I think their defense is fantastic, and I think that. Deshaun Watson is the future MVP of this league, but I also think they have the worst offensive line in football. And then I have the Titans being 2-14 and 14 and being the worst team in the AFC. That might be a little bit of a stretch. 2-14? Yeah. yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy shit. Two, I was like, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, I actually have two the two playoff teams from the, the two, two... But the Bills... Purposely the Bills said, like, and the Titans, I have them both. But the be, Bills yeah, like, chose to be like, no, no, I know, understand. Bad. The Titans are like trying They're to trying to make win. it back to the playoffs. Win a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we got? Uh, AFC North. North. All right. Uh, AFC North, Sam. I got a very, very interesting AFC North. I actually have to think the Ravens are going to be fantastic this year. I love their secondary. A motivated Joe Flacco. I love their head coach. I love that there's not as much noise in the organization like Pittsburgh. I have them winning their division at 13-3. and three. I don't know if that necessarily will go 13-3, but I have the Ravens winning their division. And I have the Steelers being the wild card out of the AFC North at 12-4. and four. The rest of the division, I think the Browns go 4-12 and 12 and the Bengals go 3-13. and 13. I have a good division as well here. I have the Steelers at 12-4 and four winning the division, mm-hmm. um, even without Le'Veon Bell, they have the best best quarterback in the division, best two receivers in the division. Um, their defense is right there with any of them. Right. I think Mike Tom Mike Tom is a Super Bowl winning coach, regardless of what we say about him and his chaos, whatever. Um, I just think the Steelers are a lot better than the Ravens, but I have the Ravens sneaking into the playoffs at ten and six. Very cool. Um, because they're going to get some wins against the Bengals, who fall at eleven and five, and the Browns getting their over five and a half at six wins. Um, I just think that the Browns remind me a lot of the Bills last year, but just maybe a little less talented. Actually, a little more talented, but a little less well coached mm-hmm. and a little more. A little tougher division yep. right now because I know the Bills played the Patriots last year, but the rest of the division was definitely easier. Right. Um, so Browns ten and six, Bengals five and eleven, twelve and four Steelers ten and six, Ravens both making the playoffs. Fantastic. Um, AFC West, I got um, the AFC West is an interesting division to me. I think the Broncos are going to be very, very, very bad. Uh, like, like dumpster fire bad like worst team in the nfl almost bad so i have them going two and 14 um i just wanted to say that the raiders of john this is a very interesting division you got a lot of fun storylines in this division the raiders last year in oakland i don't like them very much going six and ten and john gruden has been weird i mean trading khalil mack i have no idea what the hell he was thinking about that i i think when you have one of the best if not the best defensive players in the league on your team uh, you don't really trade them but I got two playoff teams out of this division. I, I think the Chargers actually live up to the hype and go 12-4. and four, And I have the Kansas City Chiefs at 10-6. and six. I think Mahomes is going to be really good. I think um, they actually think they upgraded at the quarterback position. And the only look, I don't. I'm not a tape watching quarterback guy. But if Andy Reid, who's you know known as a quarterback guru, guru, how do you say the word guru? Guru. 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 
is going to choose Patrick Mahomes over someone like Alex Smith, who's actually got him to a playoff year after year after year, and put up really good stats last year. I believe in Patrick Mahomes, and I think we're going. People are talking about he's going to be the next Twitter sensation. Um, I think we're going to. I think his arm, his talent. I think we're, people are going to fall in love with him, and they make the playoffs. I wouldn't say that's an upgrade, so to say. I, I mean, like the Bills, right? Right. They didn't upgrade a quarterback. They upgraded their future, but they didn't upgrade with Josh Allen. Right. I think actually, I, I, I think Mahomes puts up better stats this year than Alex Smith did last year. So stats are also uh, a tough oh, yeah, thing to only base absolutely. off of upgrades. I mean, winning pedigree and not making mistakes. We know Patrick Mahomes is going to throw some picks next year, right. and that I I would just hesitate on the word upgrade. I think the team's going to be just fine because I think he's a high ceiling guy mm-hmm. and. They're well coached and a good defense and a good run game and I just think they're going to be good. I have them at ten and six. So you have the same record as me. Yeah, and I have them winning the division at ten and six with the Chargers making the wild card at ten and six. Um, but I just think with Patrick Mahomes, it's not an upgrade. It might be staying the same in different ways. Like okay, right. we're losing some veteran, you know, pedigree. We're losing some playoff pedigree. We're losing some accuracy. We're losing some. Uh, lack of turnovers, right. but we're going to gain some big plays. We're going to gain some future potential. So I, I wouldn't say upgrade, but I would say they are upgrading for the future, which is good. And Andy Reid's good enough to make him successful enough this year to be a 10 and six chargers. I have a 10 and six making the playoffs, but in the back of my head, for some reason, because everyone has them as being good this year. I, I have a feeling that they're going to let us down just like last year, start off own three, just miss field goals pretty much. Um, which is going to be kind of it would be shitty if it happens again, but who knows? Broncos at four and twelve, they're just not very good. Um, and the Raiders at five and eleven, also just not very good. Tough division. Gruden's first year in ten years, so I'd give them a couple. He needs at least a couple years to figure it out back in the NFL. I, I completely agree. So and that kind of sets up our playoff team, Sammy. And we don't have to like go into it like too detailed in the playoffs. But who who are your final four? Who's your Super Bowl matchup? And who is your Super Bowl champion this me, year? You know, I heard somebody else do this on the radio, and I'm gonna do it the way they did it. I'm just gonna tell you my whole playoffs here in right. like a matter of one minute. Okay. And then uh, and then we'll talk about that game tonight before we go too. All right, cool. Um, this is how I'll do it. By weeks. I have the Patriots and Steelers with the bye. Mm-hmm. And you have the Chargers Colts going in the first game of the playoffs, the four versus five seed in Indianapolis. Right. Andrew Luck's first year back. Andrew Luck will beat the Chargers to go to the second round of the playoffs. Cool. And you have the Chiefs versus the Ravens, the three seed versus the six seed. You have Patrick Mahomes, young, young sensation, but for some reason Andy Reid can't win playoff games. Ravens move on to face the Patriots. Patriots versus Ravens. Patriots, of course, will beat the Ravens. And uh, you know what's going to happen from here on. Steelers beat the Colts. Uh, it's just too much. Andrew Luck's not going to make it to the AFC Championship first year back. I, I agree. Um, Patriots beat the Steelers mm-hmm. just because. And everyone's going to be like, oh, obvious answer. Well, yeah, I feel like the obvious is going to happen. I feel like they're going to make the Super Bowl again. <laughs> um, and the Steelers, they're going to be so good. But there's going to be a, this little missing piece with the drama from Le'Veon Bell. Um and then on the other side, we go Packers, Rams with the bye weeks. I got Falcons, Seahawks, first week of the playoffs. Falcons will beat the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to be that team that kind of luckily made it into the playoffs. Um, Vikings, Giants. Giants have a great comeback year, but the Vikings win as the upset, as the five seed. Packers, Vikings, I take Packers. 
Um, Rams, Falcons, I take Rams. So we have Rams, Packers in the NFC Championship game, and I have the Packers, and we're going to get our Green Bay versus New England. We're going to get our Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady Super Bowl. And I think for the second year in a row, Tom Brady loses in the Super Bowl. And I think Aaron Rodgers wins this year because he's going to have a top 10 defense for the first time since he won his last Super Bowl. Very, very cool. Very Boom. Cool. All right. So I guess I'll do the same thing as you did. Um, my, my two by teams in the AFC are the Patriots and Ravens. Um, Steelers, uh, the Colts will host the Steelers in round one where the Colts win and get to the second round and face the Ravens. Um, on the other side, the Chargers-Chiefs play. I think the Char- Chiefs upset the Chargers to go play the Patriots in round two. Patriots-Chiefs, I got the Patriots moving on. Ravens-Colts, I got the Ravens moving on. So I have an AFC championship game of the Raven, the number one seed Patriots, hosting the number two seed Ravens with the Patriots moving on to the Super Bowl. No surprise there uh, from that pick by me. On the other side, I got the Rams and the Falcons being the one and two seeds out of the NFC. Um, in that the Panthers hosting the the Vikings hosting the Panthers round one Panthers move on um, Packers Eagles uh, Packers move on so the Packers will be facing the Falcons at Atlanta where the Packers move on and the Rams hosting the Panthers and the Rams win we're going Aaron Rodgers is heading to Los Angeles baby the city of angels where he's going to destroy the Hollywood dream and reach the Super Bowl. We're going to get the same Super Bowl as Sammy has. Patriots versus Packers. And I think Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. The Patriots win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady retires. And um, that's the end of the Patriots dynasty as we know it. I know that bro will retire if he wins the Super Bowl this year. I think so too. Like he will. But that's why I don't think he's going to win the Super Bowl. I think God's going to bless us another year. Yeah, with another year. And we'll get an Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers will have his legacy locked up. Yeah. And then there's going to be all this talk. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. He's we know he has a better talent, but now his legacy's locked up and then yeah, you never know. and then Tom Brady's going to be like, "Fuck this. I'm coming for you." And he'll win the next year and then retire. I like that. Fuck um, this. I'm coming for you. Yeah, I know. I you know, it's at the end of the day, we both have the same Super Bowl. It's going to be pretty you know what? I don't know if I actually believe 100% that this is going to be the Super Bowl, but I believe 100% I want this to be the Super Bowl. We were deprived of all these great matchups. Let's go back to um, to the NBA. I wanted to see Kobe LeBron in the finals. We never got it. In soccer, we, this year we almost had Messi versus Ronaldo in the World Cup. We didn't get it. Year after year after year, we've been deprived of this Brady versus Rogers Super Bowl. I really wanted to get it this year. I think this is the year we get it. I I do too, for the most part. But I really think the Rams are probably better than the Packers. I think the Falcons are just as good as the Packers. I think the Vikings are actually better than the Packers, but they have Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think the Steelers are better than the Patriots if they have Le'Veon Bell. True. And I think uh, that's it in the AFC, actually. But it's going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of teams that can win the Super Bowl this year, but I'm just going to go off the obvious. Uh, JC said, agree with Denver Raiders not winning. More than five games, we said, I'm sick. Texans will make the playoffs. They're the worst offensive line in football. Yeah, they have the worst offensive line in football. And the only piece they had on the offensive line last week, last year, Dwayne um, uh, Brown. Brown um, he's a Seahawk. He's now. a Seahawk now. So, Sorry, like, I had to help you out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, but yeah, like for they have no offensive line. And this guy's coming off an ACL injury. Like This team has an asset, like a really good asset. Why are you putting him in a situation where he has no offensive line? Well, they, they don't want that. I know. They I want a better offense. Really? Then don't trade Dwayne Brown. 
That's different though. He did. He wanted a contract that they didn't want to give him. Give it to him. He's one of the best left tackles in football. Yeah. Those are the disagree. choices they made. Disagree. Um, you disagree with what? That they should give him money? Yeah, I did. Oh. If they didn't want to pay him, they maybe have other plans in the future. Maybe they wanted to build their offensive maybe, line differently. Maybe plan on tearing his other ACL now. That had nothing to do with <laughs> it. Actually, he tore it on a running play. I know. So kind of doesn't have to do with it. Um, JC or Gabe has Packers Steelers. That's a very possible. That's possible. Um, and JC is the most ridiculous AFC playoffs I've ever seen in my life. Pats, Chargers, Steelers, Texans, Colts, Titans. There is no way in hell that all three of those teams make the playoffs. If that happens, JC, I'm buying you a very nice dinner. I'm with George on that. that if all three of them, if, if anything, any order. at least the Jags over the Titans, first of all. Secondly, there's too many good teams from the Ravens, the, the Chargers. Division, you have the Chiefs. I just, I find, I think there's no way that the Titans make it. I mean, especially. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this Titans. Yeah, I have And I don't think that division has any possibility of bringing out three teams because I think they're all. It's such a good division, but they're all. None of them are like amazing teams. I'm trying to think in general, and I'll just make this as quick as possible. In the AFC, I don't think any division has a chance to get three teams. Uh, actually, no. no. The, actually, if there is one, it's the South. But the, it would have to but, be like but, but it's not the Titans. It'd have to be like the, it'd have to be like the Colts, Jags, and uh, Texans. That's true. We'll find out. Yeah. Though. We'll, we'll, we're gonna be talking about this all year. It's already eleven fifteen. So let's right. talk about uh, the game tonight really quick. Uh, it's opening day for the NFL. Yep. So before we get there, go to my bookie. M Y B O O K I E dot A G and use promo code SANT, that's S O N T, and you'll get up to a thousand dollar sign up bonus. They'll match your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. So 100% sign up bonus. You put that's a whole lot of money. You put in 500 bucks, they give you 500 bucks to bet with. You put in a thousand, they give you a thousand. Up to a thousand bucks, use promo code S O N T because that's our best place to bet. You got to do it. My bookie, M Y B O O K I E. Dot ag. If you put a thousand in one box, they'll give you a thousand only. Just yeah, so only put a thousand. <laughs> uh, but the reason I said that is, as we get there, before we even talk about this game, really, I'm going to give you the, the spread. All right. right now, we have on mybookie.com, we have minus one Falcons. This game has been as high as minus five Eagles mm-hmm. before we found out who's the quarterback, and it's moved all the way to minus one. For those that don't know, that means the Falcons are one-point favorites on the road. Okay, quick thoughts here. Um, this is a revenge game for Atlanta. Usually the Super Bowl winner comes home and wins the uh, their opening game. But there's a, a revenge factor here. I mean, the, the Falcons went into Philadelphia last year in the playoffs and were one play away and, frankly, could have been pass interference for a Julio Jones touchdown to win the game. They had first and goal on the eight-yard line. Got down to the two-yard line. Last play, fourth down, threw to Julio Jones. Might have been pass interference. He still almost got it. And the and they lost. So this is a, there's a revenge factor here. I think they want to spoil the Super Bowl champions party, and they go in there and win the game outright. So I'm taking the Falcons minus one. I'm taking the Falcons minus one. There's uh, one thing. That, there's only one reason, and I'll just Matt Ryan greater than Nick Foles. That's my whole reason. Because okay. I think other than that's a 100 even matchup. Um, I, I the I think the Eagles probably have a little bit of a better run game. Falcons have a little better uh, on the receiver end, and I think the defenses are pretty equal. I think the Eagles' defense is actually slightly overrated. Yep. I, I just don't – I think they're trying way too hard to build a super team again, and super teams 
in general have been more of a failure than a positive. And I know you said that uh, most Super Bowl winners win. I don't know if the, is that a fact. That's the a fact. Because yeah. I mean, I remember last uh, year was like the first year in like because the Chiefs fucked up the Patriots yeah, last, last year. Last year was the, I, I think the first year out of the last six years where the Super Bowl winner lost. Okay, see that's why I was googling who won the Super Bowl because all I remember is last year. I was like the Chiefs. I remember. Like effed up the Patriots, so yeah, I was I like, I was listening to podcasts and they were talking about this game specifically. Like, oh yeah, the, the last year was the first year that a Super Bowl winner lost their opening game in like six years. Well, then let's make it, an, let's make it a second it time. Yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna take them over under 44 and a half points. I'm taking the under. Um, I really see this as like a 21 to 24 point game. I, I, which I would be about I, 44 I, points. I have, I have 24 20 Falcons. Yeah, so, so I'm going to take the under two, and I think it'll be right about there 24 21, 24 17, 21 17 Falcons. In, uh, as long, and one thing I said, I said this on my video last night when I was picking the Falcons minus one. Uh, you can't win by less than one. So yeah. uh, you'll at least push if you take the Falcons. If you think they're going to win, I, unless the Falcons, you think the, the game's going to be a tie, then. That would be horrible. Yeah, but you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. You can tie. Um, we'll be back tomorrow talking. Uh, somebody said Vikings blow on, on Periscope to it. Whatever. Yeah, they might actually. I feel like they're like the most interesting. They could be like undefeated or they could be so underwhelming. They could. Um, we have uh, JC said Super Bowl predictions, Chargers versus Rams. That's a little LA biased right there, but yeah. I like it. I kind of like it, but it would be cool to be like. All LA Super Bowl. That would be sick. Falcons 26-14, he said. People forget Nick Foles played like garbage against the Falcons last year. And people forget Nick Foles has shown has had a couple good stretches in his career. And outside those that good stretch with the Eagles once and the good stretch in the playoffs, he's been an been, awful quarterback. Yeah, he's been a bad quarterback. I mean, awful. he got cut from the Rams. And no, cut from the Chiefs. I think traded from the Rams. Rams. One of the two. Yeah. I don't think he got cut hey, from by the way, he's like Jeff Fisher, man, sucks. Yeah, he sucks pretty bad. Um We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking the whole weekend of college football, NFL, and we'll probably talk about this game tonight. Hopefully it's a good one. Uh, opening week. Welcome back, football. Welcome back for football. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be talking football, 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 and some football. Episode 461 of Sant Live. This is Sports on Tap, and you find us on instagram facebook twitter and youtube at Sant sports that's s-o-n-t sports SantSports.com and SantShop.com. find us on itunes and soundcloud just type in Sant sports with that being said we got a new podcast cover so check that out we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m and do not forget our new schedule wednesdays thursdays and fridays 10 a.m pacific time and sunday night after the nfl sunday night football game george What's this is sports on tap and this is sports radio Redefined. It's the Labor Day sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen and a queen for the price of a twin for savings of up to $600. Take home your new Beautyrest Queen mattress for the twin price of just $4.99. Plus a free adjustable base. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to find your perfect bed. Hurry in for the best deal of the season at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale.